Welcome back to the Breath of Heaven podcast. presence yeah yeah me too I want to I want to bring us just a short exhortation tonight father we thank you for who you are and we thank you for being here with us we thank you for your very present help God we thank you that you are comforter Thank you that you are our strength, that you are our joy, that you are our sustenance. We love you. God, I pray that we can just stay in this place of resting in you tonight. And God, I just ask you for deep, deep sleep over those who have been restless and struggling with sleep in this season of their life. In the name of Jesus. God, I pray that you would realign our hearts tonight in the areas that maybe we feel a bit off or distant. I pray that this would be like a homecoming night for our our souls. And God, as I share this in simplicity tonight, I pray that you would move beyond the simplistic nature of it, God, and that you would just penetrate deep into our hearts and draw us closer to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. I want to share a very simple word tonight, but I feel like it's important. And I'm going to ask you right now to allow it to challenge you, though it's simple. It's extremely important that we guard our mind. So we talk a lot about being made of three parts. We are spirit, we are soul, and we are body, right? So we are flesh. We, we live in flesh on the earth. We are spirit. We are made to be connected in one with God. That's what we were designed for. And we have soul. So we have mind, we have will, and we have emotions. And I want to talk tonight about the importance of keeping cadence with our mind and our heart in line with his spirit. I was talking, Stan and I were talking, and Stan, I hope you're okay with me just sharing this little tidbit, but uh, Stan and I were talking Wednesday. We got together to pray. We pray on Wednesdays at noon, and we were just both talking about how we kind of felt like we were in a bit of a funk, and it just felt like, man, like everything felt so good, and like, you know, you go through seasons of life where you feel like you're fast-tracking with God, and then you have moments where you're like, did I slip off the track? Like, I don't really know what happened. Like, it's not like a sin crazy issue. It's not any of that. It's just like I lost the, like I literally picture like the Hot Wheels racetrack. It's like, when did I get off this thing? I thought I had walls, <laughs> you know? Like I slipped off the side somewhere and all of a sudden I don't really feel close. And like my life just feels a little disjointed and I don't feel that same kind of connection that I felt a month ago or a couple weeks ago. And I was thinking about, and we were just talking about, like, our our quiet times with the Lord. And, um, well, let's jump in. Uh, If you have your Bibles, I'm going to read two scriptures mainly tonight. The first is in the book of Joshua, chapter 1. Joshua, chapter 1, verse 8. 
says, This book of the law shall not depart from your mouth, but you shall meditate on it day and night, so that you may be careful to do according to all that is written in it. For then you will make your way prosperous, and then you will have success. If you ask most people in our modern day culture to become successful, should I wake up, do a morning routine that gets me quickly into work for the day to work long hours, or should I wake up and pause and take time to sit quiet and read scripture? Truthfully, if you are uh, here in this room and you are going to church and you are pursuing the Lord, of course we know the right answer to that. But the reality is that is not what our culture pushes. And it's not like the hustle culture that we all honestly buy into. If I were to say right now, well, I don't even know if I'm asking this. This would apply probably even more to young people, but how many would be honest tonight and say that you have had moments of wrestling with the feeling of like, I should be further along or further ahead than where I am right now? Come on now, let's just be honest. Honestly, every hand in this room could probably go up. Well, what do we buy into in order to prosper, whether it's financially, whether it's our standing in society, whatever that looks like, maybe it's getting more things done, we all would often fall into the trap of saying, I need to be busy or I need to do more. I need to rest less, I need to work more. Am I right? I don't know about you, I do that a lot. Someone help me with this. Who was it that said, if I need to chop down a tree, I'll spend the first hour sharpening my axe? (laughs) Ah, man, I didn't write that down. That's a really good quote. But uh, there was another wonderful quote that said, if I have a busy day, I need to spend at least the first four hours in prayer. I can't remember who that was either. (laughs) Horribly unprepared for these quotes that are coming to mind tonight. It was Martin Luther. Thank you. Stan gets a candy. (laughs) Oh, Linda gets candy. I'm getting all the youth group vibes. I'm just being honest. Like, it feels youth groupy here. Back in the day, someone would throw a piece of candy if you got an answer like that. Um, (laughs) Four hours is a long time, but, but I think the importance of knowing that there is a lot to accomplish and the best place to accomplish it from is rest in the the Father, is rest in spending time with Him. And so what I want to talk about tonight, if I can, I am very careful not to use a ton of music analogies, even though that's a lot of who I am and how I think, but I realize that doesn't relate to everybody, but I'm going to indulge myself in a music analogy tonight, and I will try to bring you along with me if you don't know much about music. So I'm a bass player. I play guitar most of the time nowadays, but I'm originally a bass player. And so bass players have this really unique relationship with drummers. In fact, when we play with a drummer who's like really tight in what we would say in the pocket, it does something inside of us that's like, the world is right. Like all is right in the world. If I can play with a really tight pocket drummer, it's like the best, man. Like, it's one of the best musical uh, moments that you could have because it's like everything falls into place and we're grooving. And so when you play with a drummer who is not pocket, it hurts really bad. In fact, to be honest, especially playing in like youth group scenarios, when I jumped over to guitar and, you know, we'd have people jump in and out and someone would be a little bit loose on timing, I could not help but go wherever the drum went because I was so trained 
to dial in to the drummer. Whatever that drum did, whatever that kick drum did specifically, my hands would do almost instinctively. And so as a bass player, I would set into the groove of whatever the drummer did. That drummer could make a mistake and I'm going with him. So what I want to point out tonight is that your whole body, your whole physical being operates on a beat. Your whole physical flesh, your heart, your mind, your will, and your emotions, your spirit operate on a beat. Your physical self has a heartbeat, and it pumps blood throughout it. And the faster that heart moves, the faster the blood pumps, and the slower it moves, the slower the blood pumps. But your whole self, right now in this room, is sustained by a rhythm, whether you realize it or not. So what, what happens when we tie the rhythm of our heart to God's rhythm? And even more so, what happens when we slip off of the rhythm of the Spirit? My very first bass lesson, first and only, I had one proper music lesson. And I went to this phenomenal bass player. He was the guy I kind of grew up playing music under, but it was the only actual lesson that I ever took. His name was Giuseppe, or Juice, and uh, he was from Switzerland and had played all over the world, had played with musicians that I was just in awe of, had studied at these amazing schools, had done all the things, owned a recording studio before you could do that in your bedroom, like a real recording studio back in the day. And I looked up to him so much, and so I said, Juice, will you teach me how to play like you? Because this guy was amazing. And he was like, I would teach you. And so we got together, and I was like, cool, man, like, let's go. I have my bass on, and he goes, play me a C. Oh, okay. So I, I played a C note, and he goes, fix your hands. What? Okay, so I played one note, and he came over and he adjusted my hands from playing like a guitar player. I'm just going to teach you all about music tonight. Guitar players hold the neck like this, okay? So this is how you hold the neck as a guitar player. As a bass player, you play like this. So you make more of a claw with your hand. You've got bigger, wider strings. You have to move your hands farther. And you're not squeezing chords, right? So he came over and he fixed my hand position on my left hand. And then when I started to get that playing one note continuously, he came and he fixed my right hand position. And he taught me not to be so crumpled up and to open my fingers and to play more loose. And so then we did that. And then he took this thing that's called a metronome and he put a metronome down on the piano that we were next to. And if you don't know what a metronome is, it basically does this. At whatever tempo you set it at. And it goes consistently, without fail, to that tempo. And in fact, often when you think you're really good and you play along with a metronome, you start to think the metronome made a mistake. The metronome doesn't ever make a mistake. That is definitely you who, got, who lost the rhythm. And so my first bass lesson lasted an hour. You want to know how many notes I played in an hour? One note. <laughs> I played one note for an hour to a metronome at varying speeds for like five, 10 minutes at a time. And I was young, I was 12, 13. And I was like, juice, man, like you're gonna teach me how to slap? Like play slap bass, do cool stuff, man? Like what's going on? And he was like, you will not move on until you play this perfectly. 
I don't actually remember why I didn't have another bass lesson. I don't know if it's because I wasn't quite committed enough <laughs> or if he was just waiting for me to get good enough at it. But you know, years later, he came and saw me play in bands and he would come up to me after me playing like a rock show and he would, he would find me at the venue and he would say, Chris Cola, excellent hand position. Every time. <laughs> for one, I just honestly think he was bragging on himself for teaching me great hand position. But the point is, he drilled into my mind timing. And you know, I got so obsessed with, with good timing that I would listen to it in a headphone while I was in class. In school, I would just listen to a clicking metronome. On some nights, I would even go to sleep listening to a metronome. Because I was obsessed with this idea that if I want to get great at this instrument, if I want to be a great musician, I need to have phenomenal timing. Because that's what my teacher said. So I spent a long, long, long time dialing into timing. So what I'd like to do tonight, if Jess doesn't have a kid in her arms, I want to share an illustration. And this is going to be a really short and simple message. But I want to share an illustration of following God's timing. She kind of knows what I'm about to do. So what I want you to do, I'm God, not really, but I'm God in this moment. Pretending. Okay. Pretending. You are going to be you. Okay? So I'm going to give you a time to stick with. And I want you to play a rhythm, whatever you want, can be simple, in time with me. Let's see if we can actually do this in the first place, okay? And I'm going to try my best not to adapt to you so I can be God and stay consistent. All right, you ready? You can play more if you want. Okay. Oh, you want to go? That's fine. That's fine. That's good. Good. So this is what happens when we're close to the rhythm of God, okay? It's really easy for Jess to stay with me. But now what I want to do is I want you to put these on. Hold on. Okay, good. I want you to put these on and I want you to go to the other side of the room with the djembe. With the djembe. Yep. You look good, girl. All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Can you hear me a bit? Okay, so take those off for a second. First, we're going to do this. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to snap for you, and I want you to play along with me, but I want you to play loud enough that you can, like, lose me if you're loud enough, okay? Just leave those as is, but, but put them down. Yep. Put, down. We should have discussed this. OK, you ready? So you're going to follow me again. Play rhythm. Yep. Good. So there's some distance, right? So maybe it's a season where you're feeling a little distant from the Lord, but you still know the beat of his heart. You still understand. You've walked with him. You've spent time with him. So you're still kind of dialed. Now I want you to put the headphones on. Okay. Now I want you to follow 
me and I want you to play a rhythm. And I want you to play as loud as you want to play, but I want you to follow my rhythm. Go ahead. I'm trying to listen. No, no, go ahead. Not bad. Okay, I changed time signatures. That wasn't too bad. I know I'm being real music-y. All right, not bad. So this is what happens when it's muted. You now have to like, oh, I have to try to, to, to really stretch and remember what it was like. Now, if this works, I'm gonna put a metronome on in Jess's ears. Do you hear that? Okay, so now, is it loud? Okay, so now I'm gonna play a rhythm and Jess is gonna to try to play along with me. I want you to play along with me. And I want you to close your eyes. Challenging, right? Yeah. yeah, okay. So why is it challenging? Now not only has Jess stopped being close to me, she's gotten distant from me. Then to take it a step further, she's put a bit of a blockage in between us and it's gotten a little bit harder to hear me by muting out my rhythm. And then now she's listening to someone else's rhythm. So she's listening to other people in her life, or she's listening to the world around her. And so she's gone from being really close to me and it being super easy to stay in time with me, to being distant, muted, and then deciding that there's some, well, I've decided for her, but she's deciding to listen to something or someone else. And then she would begin to wonder, why do I feel far from God? He's in me, theologically, I realize that. The Holy Spirit lives inside of me, but why do I feel like I can't really hear him? I can't keep in step with him? Well, because we've now drifted farther and farther from staying close, right? So, thank you, babe. Good job. So how do we stay close? We spend time with him. The best way to know someone is to spend time with them. If I can share an awkward story about Jess and I, when we were first married, I know, every time. When we were first married, we would lay in bed together and sometimes we would actually like breathe at the same time. It's just like a thing of closeness. And our heart beats would start to come closer to one another and we would get on the same breathing pattern and it was purposeful. She would sync with me, I would sync with her, and we would become in time with each other. Y'all could do that when you're married. <laughs> so here, here's what I want to suggest to us today. Make time with God non-negotiable. If you want to stay in sync with the rhythm of God, 
Y'all calm down over there. <laughs> I'm not that kind of church. Um, if you want to stay in sync with the rhythm of God, you have to spend time with him. You have to not only know it. So you notice when Jess got farther, she still knew it. She could still hear enough, but she wasn't close until she muted it. And then she started listening to other things. So if we're honest, most of the time that we feel out of sorts of God, with God, it's when we're not spending time with him. I think that's hard for us to admit sometimes, but that's the truth. The majority of the time that we feel really distant from God, like even Stan and I were talking in this way, I asked permission, it was like, ah, I just don't feel like I've, maybe in the last little bit, I haven't like pressed in quite as much, or I haven't just, and I, we've, I know this of Stan and myself, we both take regular time with God. That's like a rhythm in our life. But there's still something about intentionality that you can kind of drift or slip and kind of fall into just, I don't know, I just did my thing. I woke up and I did the thing. I read scripture. I sat quiet for a couple minutes. Okay. So here's, here's my simple challenge. We're going to read Psalm 1, verse 1. How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law he meditates day and night. He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, in its season, and its leaf does not wither, and in whatever he does, he prospers. My challenge tonight, and I told you this would be extremely simple, is to spend time in the Word every single day. I know it sounds simple. A lot of us do it. But to take intentional time both in the scripture and to sit quietly before God. No matter how busy life is. It's so basic. And just to be transparent, for me, some seasons of life look like I spend a lot of time in the Word. And sometimes it's like not as much. So sometimes I read four to seven chapters a morning when I'm trying to read through the Bible or whatever. And then sometimes I wake up and I read a chapter and I chew on it. Sometimes it's, I'm exhausted and it's like Saturday morning and I wake up after the kids and good luck with two boys running in circles around you having quiet time in the morning. And I'm like, I read the verse of the day and I meditate on it throughout the day. And it's that simple and it's that minimal. But every single day, without fail, I make a purpose to spend time in the Word, whatever that looks like. If you put this in you every day, it will change you. If you don't put this in you, you got no chance of it changing you. So taking time with the Lord, hearing his heart, listening to his voice, and spending time in the word. So that's my challenge tonight. Whether you do or don't right now, take intentional time every day, specifically in scripture, specifically to listen to his voice. Chip, if you're in here, can we, can we sing like one more song together? Just want to jump back in for a few more minutes. Philippians 4 verse 8 says, Finally, brethren, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is of good repute, if there is any excellence and if anything worthy of praise, dwell on these things. Would you close your eyes and then we're just going to pray. Father, would you continue to challenge us to grow in you? 
to be more like you, to lean into your heart in every season. God, I pray that you would, by the power of your Holy Spirit, draw us deeper. And in every area that there is lack, would you be the provision? Would you meet us where we are? When it feels easy and we feel close and when we feel distant and maybe we've begun to listen to other people and other sources, would you draw us back to being close? in finding your heartbeat. God, I thank you for the simple truth that you inhabit the praises of your people and that you meet us when we come to spend time with you. So we lean into you tonight. We lean into you this coming week. Each and every day, would you help us keep you first and forefront? God, would you help us to make time with you non-negotiable? And that we would go to you first before getting opinions from other people or getting wisdom from others. We love you. I thank you so much for just meeting us here tonight in a beautiful way. Thank you for the sweetness of your presence in this room tonight in worship. And I pray to God that as we take just a little bit longer... you would just continue to warm our hearts. In Jesus' name. So glad you joined us for this podcast today, friend. We pray that it brought you life and encouragement to your walk with the Lord. For more teachings, music, dance, or to give financially to the ministry and mission of Breath of Heaven, visit breathofheaveninc.org. That's breathofheaveninc.org. And if you are anywhere near Jamestown, Tennessee, definitely come join us on a Friday night for community worship nights. We'll see you in the next one.